4: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math,
3: the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: You always follow yeah,
3: the money. Yeah. This is Follow the Money with Mitch Moss and Polly Howard on v
6: Guide's out now. NFL Guide drops Thursday. Start your football season on the right foot. Great profiles of every team. Trends, win totals, power ratings, Heisman talk, top 10 games, all our playoff picks. We have a lot of the same playoff teams in the NFL. I saw that when we were doing it. Um,
7: oh, do we? Yeah. I
6: got mine in right away, so yeah. I, okay. Yeah. yeah, a little chalky. I also put your name on it. I went, I went, I took a shot Eagles-Ravens Super Bowl. You know why not. Uh, only way to get access to this year's betting guide, become a and All Access subscriber. Sign up for the discounted football special. Get all access to everything we do now through the Super Bowl, only $175. or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription. And bet smarter all year long. VEASAN.com slash subscribe.
7: How much are you enjoying this run right now by the
6: Cardinals? Awesome. And specifically, Albert Pujols. Yeah, I can't believe it, right? It's baseball. The Montgomery trade. How good this guy's been. I'll get to his game log in a second. The Pujols story here. Four, well, they say 42. It's like Danny Almonte. I'd like to see the birth certificate. But uh, what he's doing And he can he get to 700? This long winning streak, winning all types of ways, right? Slugfest, one nothing, doing it on the road. Now getting their act together on the road. Five game lead over the Brewers. It's a lot of fun, and
7: you know, day baseball on a Tuesday. Let's do it, right? I wonder Uh, what what would Sorry, doubleheader against the Cubbies, right? Yeah, I wonder what his career would look like today, had he not left St. Louis, because I will tell you that after the first ten years. Before he finally left and went to uh, Anaheim, signed that huge deal. He was then, I mean, to me, like in our lifetime, he was the best hitter of our lifetime. He, I mean, when you combine everything, he was, and I love Tony Gwynn, but if you want to combine contact and power, the guy had a career batting average of like 334 or something like that when he was in It was nuts. Yeah. He was incredible well, was in a, those 10 years. It
6: was absurd what the Angels gave him, though. Oh, too. yeah, it was. But that was an uh, unbelievable career. I hope he gets to 700. And before we get to this creative prop, the the run Montgomery's on five innings, two hits, no runs. Six innings, four hits, no runs. Five and two thirds, one run. Complete game shutout, one hit yesterday. A zero point three five ERA since the Cardinals acquired him.
7: Mm. Cashman again. All I'm all I'm <laughs> saying is this feels like his final year in St. Louis. I'm talking eleven years ago now. Yeah, when they had no business winning the the, the World Series that year. And they were down to the Rangers in the World Series. But they were they were way down uh, and out, like in September. I can't get there.
6: It, it, it's the, so you mentioned yesterday, what did you notice? Over the weekend when they were getting hot and people realized they're going to win this division, that the future numbers moved
7: significantly? Oh, I, I, saw, I can't get there. I saw minus 625 to win the division. Now, that was that a big, I agree that, with. That was a that huge win by, win by the it. Brewers last night. Yes, it was. Dodgers got shut out. I can't believe it. Um, But... To, right. I I noticed one spot go to mm. as low as twenty to one to win the World Series on the Cardinals. Okay. As low as twenty to one.
6: Yeah, but I'd I, love to, I'd love to see them uh, face off against the Padres in the first round, but they might have to go Padres.
7: Mike Dodgers t- is that would that yeah, be the
6: path? That would be the path.
7: That's It's not, not going to be easy. That's tough. I mean, it just it will not if you're not one of the top two teams. It's not going to be easy. It yeah. won't be. But. Uh, again, baseball playoffs, crazy things happen. So MLB asked this on their Twitter account yesterday: Which is more likely to happen this year? Aaron Judge breaks the AL record with his 62nd home run, or Albert Pujols reaches 700 home runs? And then Judge went home, went yard last night off of um, mm-hmm. Max Scherzer as well, so he has now 47. But so did Pujols. That was the only run of the entire game for the Cardinals. So now he has what 693 uh, in his career. So uh, a lot of the a lot of the tweets that I read. On that tweet, um, for the response anyway, it was like everybody was like, oh, it's going to be pool host this year. They hit 700. At William Hill, available in a bunch of states. So they're offering five different, and again, to me, this is, it has that feel of Kobe Bryant's final season, that game against the Jazz to end his career. His player prop that night was like 20 or low 20s. It was awesome that night. He went for 60.
6: Well, what, it, I couldn't believe what I was watching. No. Because he was cooked that year. Yes, it he happens. Was. Father time's undefeated. Right. He was amazing. And I remember Quinn Snyder's coach at like it's game seven of the finals.
7: Take it easy, Quinn. Enjoy the moment. Right, right, right. So, Derek Jeter's final year. Uh, I remember this is before VEASAN was around. Uh, books put up a prop here in Las Vegas that Will Jeter get a hit in the All-Star game. I'm like, he's, what? He's known as uh, like the, one of the clutchest hitters we've ever had. Oh, Wayne Wright threw him the cookie. He was plus 175. I'll make you out of your mind yeah. not to take that plus money on Jeter. That's when he
6: admitted it to Aaron Andrews, and he had to walk it back like it was some big controversy. And then Aaron Andrews blaming yeah. Twitter. And then Minahan, who was on uh, WEI at the time, called her a bitch, and then
7: it got out of control. Oh, that's
2: right.
6: But it was like, right.
7: like what are going to happen? You have to, you have the cookie factor here. Absolutely. You ha- Down the stretch with Pujols. Oh, absolutely. You you absolutely do. They have the third easiest schedule remaining in all of Major League Baseball. Right By the way, Jeter's... 3,000 hit was also a home run. I mean, I just, you know, weird things like that happen. Yeah. Um, You know, the baseball gods have aligned or sports gods have aligned. So William Hill posted this prop and they've had it up now for a little while. The landing spot for Poulos in his career home runs. And there's a bunch of categories here. For example, the shortest shot on the board as of yesterday, this is before the game last night, between Mm -hmm. 694 and 696 was plus 120. Now that's plus 110. Between 697 and 699 was 2 to 1. Now that's plus 150. But here you go after last night again going deep. 690 to 693 went from 7 to 1 to 18 to 1.
6: Yeah.
7: And the movement on Willie hit exactly 700 career home runs was 14 to 1. That's now down to 12 and 701 plus was 12 to 1 now down to 9. I made sure I bet both of those to get exactly 700 or seven oh one plus at sure. twelve and fourteen to one respectively yesterday before the game was yeah. played.
6: Good move. How are you feeling? Oh, pretty decent. Seven. Yeah, I agree. This is more likely than Judge, don't you think? Judge, Judge by the way, is uh, three to one at William Hill to hit sixty two now. After oh that, boy, that
7: number has really moved then. Uh huh. Yeah, if I had to bet on that one separately, I would probably add Pulos again because he's red hot now. All of a sudden, they're gonna get they're gonna give him the playing time. And yeah, good to have him in the lineup. Even if you clinch early,
6: you still got to have them out there to chase. I mean, they, they hit 700 home runs. Come on, you have to go for it. Sure you do. The cookie factor. And you never know about getting juiced up. And so these guys can deliver oh. in the big moments. And he knows maybe he doesn't press too much. Let's a game come to him. And he and he hits a couple. Plus, they also are playing bad teams. Well, they could be blowing he, people out. And you just say, yeah, no big deal. It's 12 to 2 in the 7th. And the pitcher's not thinking about anything.
7: And then, sure. up, there's another home run. Uh, again, yeah, 30s easiest schedule. Juiced up, by, by the way, what do you mean by juiced up? Excited? Excited, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, nine against the Pirates, eight against the Reds, eight against the Cubs, four against the Nationals. You're telling me that the teams in the division, now I'm not going to say the Brewers, because the Brewers might need these games like crazy, but these teams that are going to be out of it, like a farewell tour to Pujols, like you're calling it a cookie, right down the plate, here you go, pal. Yeah. Um, An unspoken agreement. Just like go out there, yeah. keep playing this guy, get him four or five at bats every single game, and if he if he gets seven hundred, he'll do it. That way, he would surpass Alex Rodriguez, and he could become the fourth player in history to hit seven hundred plus home runs. Now he's saying like all the right things, like he's not a numbers guy. And if you told him twenty two years ago when he broke in, like to have this many home runs would be, he'd say, huh. "Come on, you're out of your mind. There's no way yeah. this would ever happen." Yeah, and he's adamant again about not coming back next year chase if he has like if he ends on 699 he's like I'm done this is it for me right
6: this is very important I think not just the Pujols discussion but all these awards and even tonight with Gonsolin and Burns going there's a lot of time left remember the season goes till October 5th yeah don't forget about time there's still a lot of starts for pitchers Sandy's number continues to come down the Dodger game's enormous He's, he's got plenty of time there's a lot of games left he's got a doubleheader today he could do it again today so I like your bet, and it's a great prop, and I think he's going to get it. But not to mention, too, the fact that, uh, what's a, what's a big deal if I can be – I can I mean, it is a big deal if I can be part of history, too, if I'm a pitcher. All right, yes. Yeah, I gave up 700. All right.
7: I don't think there's that thought anymore of uh, if you're bad teams, for, for a lot of them anyway, it's like, I don't dare give up number 700 to him. It's not a big deal. Cal Ripken got a cookie. He did. I mean, several guys. Channel the, Park, yeah. yeah. Yep. So that's now, what, seven home runs in two weeks. He's, I think, what huh? three behind A. Rod? Let's see here. Ten of his fourteen home runs are now since July tenth. It tells you how warm he is. He's batting like four forty since the All Star break. His slugging is around nine twenty. They have forty two games left. He has uh, well now forty one. He's got ten in his last forty two games. He needs he needs seven for seven hundred now. As this all updated after last night. Pretty cool story. It is. Cardinals and Pujos. That's uh, right. What was? What, could this be a thing like in the playoffs too? What if Pujos is a? I don't want to sound completely ridiculous right now, but is there any way that he can continue playing like this in October, where he leads them on a, on a huge charge in the playoffs? What kind of a story would that be? The guy's been down and out for years. Yeah. And now suddenly, late in the final two months of the season, he goes on this surge, and you know, helps carry him to the playoffs. And look at this: Pulos puts up the team on his back offensively in in the playoffs and overtakes like Goldschmidt as the best hitter on the team. Can you imagine that? That'd be wild.
6: (laughs) Who would you throw? Who's your rotation? It's got to, you got to have Montgomery in there now. Wainwright,
7: Montgomery, Michaelis. He, he 100% deserves consideration. Gotta be. Montgomery's been nails here. I think that was kind of a, when that trade happened, it wasn't like, oh my God, what a pickup for the Cardinals. It was more of, well, that's a weird move by the Yankees. Why would they do that? Uh-huh. And now it turns out to be like one of the best moves by the deadline for any team, mm-hmm. yep. That's how good the guy's been. 28 to 1, I think the best numbers available for this team to win the World Series. Okay. Uh but you've missed it again because not that long ago, who I don't even know what they were.
6: The playoffs are going to be fantastic in that especially in the National League. Oh boy. Uh, right? Oh, sensation sensational. Come on. sensational. Well, well, but they, incidentally, uh the Dodgers have to go 33 and 8 to break the all-time record for wins. That's not happening. Yeah. Uh, last night hurt, but that's
7: yeah, still. Aren't they currently? Were they, were
6: they were that bad? was the record since and, uh, July, though. I was going to say like 37. A... I think they were 37 and 8
7: since July going into last yeah. night, though. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, so it's doable. It's not. So
1: you're right. telling me there's a chance. Right, yeah. exactly.
7: Yeah. It's uh, not mission difficult, Paulie. Yeah. <laughs> Up next, uh, pro better, great on college football, Paul Stone on the program. We will preview the SEC, some regular season win totals, and an outright bet coming up next.
3: Sports
6: betting network pocket cash with popular picks. Join Levi's five Oh one pop culture pools for free and answer questions for a shot at a share of 10 grand in total cash prizes. Head to draftkings.com slash Levi's to get in on the action. Levi's buy better, wear longer draftkings.com for details.
7: Okay. Let's go college football here as uh, Paul stone joins the program a uh, professional sports better, very good on college football, and you can uh, download and subscribe to the Paul Stone Sports Podcast. Good morning, sir. Uh, your excitement level here, now that we have week zero games on a scale from one to ten, is what?
8: Oh, you know, right now I'd probably say about a seven and a half. You know, I, I don't get too excited <laughs> outwardly, but no, I'm, I'm really uh I'm fired up for it. You know, it's, it seems like all I do is handicap and there's never any games, you know, for the last seven and a half months. But here mm-hmm. we are, four days from college football. So I'm ready to go. We're going to get started and it's just going to be like a merry-go-round. We won't get off until uh, mid-January.
7: Okay, we will get your thoughts on Week Zero coming up. But first, let let's. Uh, this is the final conference preview with you today, Paul. brings a tear to my eye. As we look at uh, the SEC, we will get an outright winner from you and two regular season win totals. I want to start... With Tennessee, a team that, I mean, if you look at the polls, what they were, I think, 28th in the one poll with uh, receiving votes. And I know the fellas on the afternoon show here on The Edge, they, they're putting together their top 40 and they have been throughout the summertime. I think they had Tennessee number 10 overall. So they're high on the volunteers. The The polls, not they weren't necessarily as high on that team. Where are you at overall? And uh, what do you think of the win total hovering around eight?
8: Well, in the spirit of full disclosure, I'm one of the voters on the uh, poll that Matt and JBT put together for the hedge. But I can tell you, I didn't have them quite that high on my individual poll. You know, the the total, again, pretty much at 8, minus 110, both ways market-wide. And first of all, <clears throat> I think it's important to turn the clock back, you know, to look at the state of the Tennessee football program following that 3-7 and seven debacle back in 2020. Their former head coach, Jeremy uh, Pruitt, he's fired over potential – recruiting violations within the program, and then they do their search for a new head coach. Some people, some respected media people, said that people like James Franklin and Luke Fickle, among others, were contacted but didn't really have any interest, perhaps because of the the potential sanctions and all the turmoil around the program. So ultimately, uh, Tennessee AD Danny White, who was previously Josh Hopple's boss at Central Florida, he offers the job to Heupel, and Heupel, of course, accepts with all this time last year, with all the internal problems and, frankly, in my opinion, a lack of top shelf SEC top talent, the way that I saw it, expectations were really low in Knoxville in year one for Heupel. Uh, but obviously, the uh, former Heisman Trophy runner-up, he not only delivered an exciting, up tempo style of offense, but he also delivered seven victories. And I think if we're honest with ourselves, I don't think too many of us predicted that. Mm. But now we fast forward to 2022, expectations uh, certainly much higher uh, than this time one year ago. But I think we might ought to be pumping the brakes a little bit on all this volunteer love. First of all, the volunteers, they were only seven and six last year. Three of those wins coming against non-Power 5 teams, Bowling Green, Tennessee Tech, and South Alabama. So they were only 4-6 and six last year against Power 5 opponents. Tennessee now in their last 20 games versus Power 5, 7-13. and 13. Kentucky was the only Power 5 team defeated by Tennessee last year that actually finished the regular season with a winning record, and the Vols won that game despite giving up 612 total yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a 56-yard interception return that, uh, for a touchdown that helped secure that victory. Again this year they have some gimme games three games against non Power Fives Ball State, Akron and Tennessee Martin, but road trips to Pittsburgh, LSU, Georgia and South Carolina those are all testers. Home games against Florida, Alabama, and Kentucky uh, also present challenges. So I think eight and four well that'd be a that's kind of the ceiling in my mind for Tennessee this year. They got to win nine or more games for my ticket to wind up in the wastebasket. Hinton Hunt, Hooker and company they're going to score some points. But that defense that allowed almost thirty-six points a game versus power five opponents last year still needs some help. Take Tennessee under eight at minus one ten.
6: Okay, my a good discussion here on Auburn. A lot of people wanted Harson out. He survived that investigation uh, after a rough start at Auburn, which was a strange hire. But if they don't beat Penn State and LSU at home, and they start out with a bunch of home games, I mean the wheels could come off because they go at Georgia, at Old Miss, Arkansas, Miss State, and AM, my God. So what do you think of uh, Auburn?
8: Yeah, I mean, you you look at this this Auburn team, first of all, uh, their non-conference four-game schedule uh, all at home and assures the Tigers of probably three victories. You mentioned the Penn State game at home that's going to be a a week three game lined around pick. But their conference schedule, man, I don't know that it could be any more stacked against Auburn. uh, Their road games in conference at Georgia, Mississippi, Mississippi State, and Alabama. Looking at those road games, Auburn's going to be getting around 17 from Georgia, according to my numbers, more than three touchdowns at Alabama. And if the games were played today, Tiger's going to be an underdog at both Mississippi and Mississippi State, in my opinion. Their home games, really not a whole lot easier. Their games at Jordan-Hare this year versus LSU and Arkansas figure to be around pick. They should be getting around between a field goal and, say, a touchdown against Texas A&M at home. They will be a double-digit home favorite against Missouri, but that may be, against Missouri, the only conference game which they're favored in this season. Mm -hmm. So despite a really easy, with the notable exception of Penn State, a really easy non-conference schedule, their schedule ranked the toughest in the nation by Phil Steele entering the 2022 season. 11-13 is Auburn in their last 24 games against Power 5 teams as you mentioned, Brian Harson almost didn't even make it to his second season uh, due to allegations of player mistreatment and just kind of the overall state of the pr- program, if you will. Somebody's going to have to finish last in the SEC West. I think 6 and 6 would really be a good look for this team. I think they're probably going to have a losing record. You can find Auburn under 6.5. It's 6 most places in the market, but if you look at DraftKings, under 6.5, heavily juiced to the under at minus 160. That's what I'd recommend there at DraftKings.
7: All right, so follow the money here on Vsin, the Sports Betting Network. Paul Stone is our guest, professional sports better, and again on Twitter, at Paul Stone Sports. So in terms of betting on an outright winner for this conference, you can go with one of two obvious choices, obviously, with Alabama and Georgia, or you really have to make the case um, and take a long shot by pretty much selecting any other team in the field of the SEC. Uh, is it just the safe play here by going with one of the obvious plays in Alabama or Georgia?
8: You know you know, I think it is. I know it's probably boring in the eyes of some listeners you know, to go with a heavy chalk, but uh, you know the, the, the goal here is to win. And I believe Alabama's not only the probable winner of the conference this year, but I think it makes the most mathematical sense as well. I mean these teams uh, it's 17, uh, 19 to 1. That's their betting odds, but their true odds are probably more like 40 or 50 to 1. So I think the -143 on Alabama to win the SEC that you can find there at Circa is more in line with the actual odds. Uh, you look at the tide, the last 8 years they've won the title, the conference title 6 times. You look at their 8 game conference schedule this year, they stand an excellent chance of being favored by double digits in all 8 of those games. Last season, you know, Alabama obviously had the hiccup when they lose at Texas A&M. Uh, as an 18-point road favorite. But prior to that, and this is important, I think, prior to losing as a double-digit conference favorite last year, the last time they had lost as a double-digit conference favorite was way back in 2013 uh, when it fell to Auburn uh, as a a 10-and-a-half-point road favorite, the so-called kick-six game. Mm -hmm. Uh, Fans of both schools certainly remember that. So they don't lose as a double-digit favorite very often in conference play. So I think they're going to win the SEC West, and then when they play Georgia probably in the conference uh, championship game there, i make the line, and my line's probably a little bit higher than what most people would make that line today, but I would make today Alabama a a four-and-a-half point favorite over Georgia. That translates to about minus 180, minus 190 on the money line, but today I can get Alabama at minus 143. That's the equivalent of about a point spread of around minus two-and-a-half. So I think there's a little value there if you think Alabama is actually gonna win the SEC West, which I think most people do. They're gonna make the SEC championship game. I think they're gonna be laying more than a field goal. I recommend Alabama, minus one forty three there at circa to win the Southeastern Conference.
7: Yeah, Paul, I, I don't blame you for a second here. I mean I'm looking at the odds board right now and I mean, maybe somebody could twist my arm on Texas A and M, but I'm not gonna bet eighteen to one. I would need an astronomical number on somebody on some team like that. And any other team on the board right now is just like I just they're, they're up against the two best teams in college football, along with Ohio State. It's so difficult to overcome.
8: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of people complain about the lack of parity in college football, but that's the reality that we deal with in the sport, and certainly re- the reality that, that I think we should deal with as people who bet on college football. I mean, the, the probability of Alabama or Georgia not winning the conference is, is very, very low, So uh, or very right very low they're going to win the they're going to win the conference they're uh they've got the best rosters they've recruited the best and like you said Texas A&M listed at 17 to 1 uh, regardless of whether you love the the Aggies or neutral or whatever uh, their actual odds are much longer than that so there's no value there
7: hang tight we'll do one more segment here Paul's thoughts on week zero games up next a number he likes that is readily available and uh, what he's looking for this week coming up next
3: The Sports Betting Network.
6: Kick off football season with BetRivers Online Sportsbook. All season long, BetRivers is your go to book for all football related content. Check out BetRivers.com or download the app for the latest odds, promotions, props, house specials, and more. Every week they have great football specials to help you win big. Check out your favorite players and teams at BetRivers. It's a whole new game. Another go around with Paul Stone. Check out his podcast. Follow him on Twitter. He's on every Tuesday now during the football season. It's, you know, it's not a great card. It's good to have it back, but a week zero, as Nick Bogdanovich called it, Coke Zero with some of these games. But the the Ireland game, uh, Nebraska opened 10. It's now up to 13 against Northwestern. Your thoughts on this game, and please, your thoughts on the bizarre comment from Scott Frost mm. that they are averaging 15 to 20 vomits a day. In practice with this new old line coach and he said it's a good thing do you concur
8: <laughs> you know i'm kind of paul i'm kind of between old school and, and new age i guess you know i'm i'm you know i've seen it as a former sports writer if you guys know my background yeah. i've witnessed a lot of high school and college football practices and I've seen some stuff in the past that probably would get coaches fired today, but I'm kind of in the middle on it. He he did say later that he was probably exaggerating a little bit, but I think he was just doing it, maybe making that comment more for show, just to let his fans know that, hey, we're we're trying to be a tougher football uh, team. We're trying to change the culture around here, and we're not going to be soft. But, you know, in today's – uh, climate, you probably shouldn't make that type of comment. But that was uh, quite interesting and uh, makes for good copy. But uh, looking at the game that they have this weekend in Dublin, Ireland, against Northwestern, we only have, as you said, I think seven games this weekend. You know, not just a really uh, eye-catching slate of games, but, hey, it's college football. We had not been able to see it for seven and a half months, so who's complaining? A selectivity, I, I think is the greatest advantage we have on this side of the counter is betters. Uh, so, again, with a menu of just seven games, uh, we're just going to wade in a little this week before diving into the deeper waters next week with a, a full slate of games. But you look at this game in Dublin, a Big Ten game, the most attractive game on this week's slate for certain. But Northwestern, man, they're off a really subpar 3-9 and nine showing last uh, season. They were 1-8 and eight in conference. They lost seven of those conference games by 17 points or more. So the Wildcats really not even – Competitive, you know, they weren't really even close. Nebraska, actually, even though they struggled last year, uh, lost a lot of close games. They were among the teams uh, that piled on the Wildcats last year. Beat Northwestern 56-7 there in Lincoln. But Northwestern's Pat Fitzgerald, I think he's a quality college football coach. He obviously operates with some restrictions uh, academically that some schools don't have. But before last season's misstep, if you eliminate the 2021 season, which you can't, but for these purposes we will. The Wildcats from year uh, 2011 through 2020, that 10 season span, 24 and 9 against the spread as an away underdog, so they travel well as an underdog. You look on the other uh, sideline, not surprising that in Scott Frost, four seasons there in Lincoln so far, the Cornhuskers only 8 and 15 against the spread as the betting favorite you look again at the Cornhuskers situation this season from a personnel standpoint, they're replacing their leading rusher, replacing their top two receivers from a year ago, but I think even more problematic, is going not that it's going to be a huge problem all year, but it's going to take a little while, I think, for this Huskers offense to get going. They have yeah, a new quarterback at Nebraska anyway, former Texas quarterback Casey Thompson. He'll be starting for the Cornhuskers for the first time. He's going to be taking snaps from a first-time starting center. They're likely left tackle. He only started two games last year due to a serious knee injury. And their play caller, Mark Whipple, although wildly uh, popular and successful as an offensive coordinator, he's going to be calling the shots offensively for the first time as the Huskers' new offensive coordinator. So they got a lot of new pieces there. Northwestern last year in Lincoln is a road underdog. They were getting 11.5 points. This year on a neutral field in Dublin, they're getting 13 so all things considered, you got new faces and new places for Nebraska. Northwestern got hammered last year by Nebraska. They're coming off really a miserable season, uh, looking to uh, you know make uh, make retribution for that showing. They're getting double digits. You know I just think the 13 is a little bit too fat. I'll take Northwestern plus 13 over the Cornhuskers in Dublin. Okay. Did you
7: bet anything else this week when the numbers were first posted? And is there anything that you're actually looking for this week?
8: You know, as far as games, I, you know, there's not a whole lot of movement on these games, but at it, it Circa, uh, when their numbers came out, this was even before Memorial Day, I took uh, the Northwestern-Nebraska game under 52-and-a-half. Uh, that game's now 51. And I took North Texas and UTEP under 57-and-a-half. Uh, that game now uh, lined at 55. And then at uh, Four Queens, which I think is a William Hill book, I took Vanderbilt minus five and a half. At Hawaii, Uh, that game now lined at six and a half. As far as what I'm looking for, you know, and watching these games, the first month of the season, I probably do more game watching. And, of course, you watch that quarterback position, especially if you have a a guy playing for the first time ever or playing, as we have now more than ever, a quarterback who's played before, but they've played somewhere else. So if a quarterback's playing uh, for a new team, you want to see how he's meshing with his new teammates. One of the position areas I think I look at more as much as you can on television, is the offensive line. You know, everybody really gets mesmerized by the skill position people and the running back 1,000 yards and 1,000-yard receivers and all the big numbers that the quarterbacks put up. But when you're replacing guys in the offensive line and you have newcomers, it takes time sometimes for that unit to gel And the offensive line. You know, I think that's kind of the engine that gets that offense going. So I really look closely at the offensive line uh, early in the season as well.
7: Very cool. Again, follow him on Twitter, at Paul Stone Sports. That's also the name of his uh, podcast as well. Thank you, sir. Uh, good luck this week, and we'll uh, we'll see you in person soon.
8: Good deal. Look forward to seeing you guys. Have a great opening weekend of college football.
7: Yep, Thanks, you
6: too. Paul. Okay. Really like his Auburn play, under 6.5. He a great case uh, for it. The shopper on for the 6.5, and, uh, and he mm-hmm. likes Vandy, but also really, he really yeah. liked uh, Hawaii's win total under as well. Okay, uh, I want to ask you a question. So uh, Todd Dewey wrote about this, and you mentioned it, I think last week or two weeks ago, and, and he's talking about a local newspaper out here and about all the contest. Sixteen days in sixteen days the NFL season starts. Take out Survivor because it's a monster, and they're probably going to get seven thousand entries. What if the surge doesn't come? What if people are just saying, you know what, I got to hit sixty-eight percent to cash in some of these contests. It's too hard. I mean, what the the Westgate. Has six hundred
7: people in their super contest as of now. Okay, so yeah, they were currently looking at an overlay of four hundred eighty-five thousand yeah, dollars. they have a one, recently. I should yeah, say,
6: yeah, they got a one point one million guarantee just for the mid-season contest, which yeah. is a great job by the janitor John Murray to put that in there and ju- you know juice things up. Um, here, they're at what sixteen hundred for circa millions. They don't think they're going to get the, 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 the no way they get. The well, six, I, I right? think
7: I think right now getting a six would be a huge right, upset.
6: Maybe four, okay. William Hill, the best college contest. They have ninety right now. They have half a million guaranteed. It was a million last year. They lowered it, so they're at ninety. That that, that starts also the same time as the NFL season. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we're sixteen days yeah, out. Oh, here. No, no, I know. I mean, you're just because we, some we've seen contest weekends for some casinos already. They didn't see a bump. So is it just everyone? I'm going to wait till Labor Day weekend, or I'm going to wait till the the season starts, the first come out there before the kickoff. I mean, it's, I mean, it, I think there could be something to, you know what? I'm a little frustrated that, and I went through this last year, about you're hitting almost 70% high 60s or you're in that 65 range and you're not even top 20.
7: Yeah, I would still say we do have two solid weeks left. Like you said earlier, there's a lot of time yeah. in the baseball season left. So we do have a lot of time for people to travel, travel out here yet. And I think Paul's point was spot on. When he said, I think maybe there's a small amount of people who come out here for like the actual weekends where they do the golf event and they have a couple of beers or whatever. But we still have Labor Day weekend and Labor Day weekend is huge out here. Now, I do think like the travel out to Las Vegas has dialed back a lot um, uh-huh. of talking to people and like casino business in general is not nearly what it was, you know, in recent months and going back to last year. Gas has come down now. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I think Labor Day weekend will be that's going to be a monster. So right. here, I don't think they get to 6000 But does the Westgate make a – do they get to – do they cover the overlay? Can they get that high? I don't know. I don't I, know if they can do that. Are
6: going to take a wait-and-see wait approach? Yeah, I think that's the best thing new. Paul said that off air, that he'll take the wait-and-see approach.
7: And well, I'm, I'm definitely going to get involved in these contests, as many of them as I want to, but um I'll pick and choose, though, still. Like, it's – I
6: think you're also you, – you're forced to do a contest if they're – if there's a huge over, I mean, come on. Well, I, I like, won't like be if, if, yeah. if, 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 like if this William
7: Hill can only get two hundred. Not that that's going to happen, but imagine. I mean, you got to play that. I think I think kind of by default, you got to find a way to get involved. Yeah. So something I typically may not have gotten involved in on my own, if I had like somebody to enter with, possibly. But yeah, I, I can concentrate on Survivor and like the two weekly NFL pick'em contests, like here and then at Westgate. Because that's enough, by the way. That's a lot. Sure. But then i got to do last man standing for sure, yeah. which is totally under the radar still. Actually, they get like 6,000 people. They get a big turnout.
6: Yeah. Imagine Las Vegas, Chris has won that twice. Uh, that's nuts. Yeah, that's... But uh, quickly, um, I like that they listen to feedback, and they're open to it, and I love the changes
7: here to go top 100
6: payout, and I love that what the changes that they did at the Westgate.
7: That's a great love job. Love the changes. Yeah, yeah. It, the way that they've adapted over the years, both of them. Sure. Uh, today's Major League Baseball card of next. He's a true ace, but he's been anything but against today's opponent.
4: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward
3: to it. In these exciting times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
5: If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss.
3: Betting Network.
7: The College Football Guide is out now, and the NFL Guide drops this Thursday. How about that? Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles on every team, including team trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Remember, the only way to get access to this year's Football Betting Guides is to become a Vsin V-CIN all-access subscriber. And you can also sign up for our discounted football special and get all-access to everything we do now through uh, the Super Bowl for only 175 bucks, or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all year long. Go to v slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. There you go. Uh, today's Major League Baseball card The Mets, it was supposed to be DeGrom. That is not the case. He's not going to be starting now. And uh, Montas is going to get trotted out there for the Yankees. So since coming over from the Oakland A's, he's made three starts with the pinstripers, 14 innings pitched, a 9 ERA, a FIP of 5.55. The K's are 5 per 9 and a WHIP of 1.71. Mets are going to get to him tonight, yeah?
6: Yeah, 34-10 and off a loss. Best in baseball. And uh, I think they will get to him. I don't have any confidence in them, And uh, I think I like the Mets at a, smuss, a small plus price to uh, even up this series.
7: Did you look at the yep. uh, updated AL East division odds after last night? I did. Because I noticed the Blue Jays skyrocketed back to like 25-1. to 1.
6: Yeah, with the race scenario too, right? That's yeah. Because, yeah, but that's such a tough schedule. That was a huge win for the Yankees. Had to have it. Huge that win. That was big. I didn't expect him to win that game. That was big. Right? You look I, at the schedule like, okay, Dodgers, another win, no problem. Big favorite. They should, uh, they, they don't lose at home. Right. Race has been great, nine in a row at home, get shut out for the first time. And I thought Scherzer would shut down this anemic offense. And uh, they only got four, but
7: they got to him. And then uh, Hermann hung in there, did a good job. Well, I was watching that game. What a kooky start for the Mets in the bottom of the first when Scherzer's all over the plate. And then he's like, he's throwing the ball in the outfield. He missed a second baseman yeah. by 15 feet, throwing it back to second. I don't know what the hell that was. Yeah, That was just, a I don't know, nerves maybe for him, but he's been in the league for so long. I don't know if I can actually, would that be a yep. thing?
6: Yeah, but as I said earlier, a lot of time left. And a lot of people have tickets on Gonsolin.
7: Yeah, a lot of like, time, is... but tough to overcome an eight-game deficit now in baseball for a division. But a lot of time for other things, though. Well, I mean, if but, but if their
6: offense is going to go into hibernation here, and you, you would think... We'll know more after this week. If they can't take win series in Oakland and Anaheim, then this is on, okay? Because what's coming up? That's probably fair. But uh, Gonsolin now, Gonsolin against Burns. Gonsolin leads the NL in wins, ERA, and WHIP. A lot of time. And again, I'm telling you, if he gets to the finish line with like a 20, as you said, like a 20 and two with a sub two ERA, you know, Sandy's like a five dollar favorite. Some books, he come down a little bit after getting roughed up. By the Dodgers. And you pointed out the tough stretch he has as well. This is huge. And I think Gadsland deserves to be ahead of Burns for the second oh, choice as be. well. But this is... this is, And he shut him out the last time in Milwaukee. But surprisingly, the Brewers have a winning record this year against the Dodgers. Yeah, With they've the done win well. Last
7: night. So, yeah, in the one start that he went against Milwaukee... Again, it's only one start, but for the record, it was this year. He went seven innings, two hits, one walk, no earned, and eight Ks. On the flip side, the Dodgers have done quite well against Corbin Burns. It's only been two... I'll go back to the beginning of last year because that's when Burns really took off as a monster um, in the National League. So two starts since last year, a seven point zero four ERA. A, the the Babbitt's been unfortunate, three sixty eight. So the batting average of balls in play, they have uh, they've gotten a little lucky there. The Dodgers' offense. He's he's also striking out like twelve Ks per nine against his Dodgers team.
6: Yeah, yeah. I didn't see that. They they stranded a ton of guys last night. And left them loaded a few times with the number one offense and opponents with an ERA of five and change this year at Dodger Stadium.
7: Yeah. Well, did you see what happened though? Again last night, uh, this could be the downfall of the Dodgers yet again. It's one nothing. Yeah. In the ninth inning. Yeah. There's a reliever in the game. Why that was? Yeah, I don't know why he's in there, but he gives up three runs. Yeah. I'm just saying, like that's. Can you trust Kimbrell? Uh no. No, exactly it's right. It's
6: Jansen, part two.
7: So this has been a problem now for like many, many years, mm. and maybe that, you know, is going to be a thing again this year.
6: Yeah. I Yeah, I would be concerned about the bullpen.
7: Yeah. Um, Reds-Phillies, thankfully, I never pulled the trigger on the Reds yesterday. I talked about possibly doing that. I did not. Boy, they just, uh, another game last night, 4-1. Just so many games had those low-scoring affairs last night. But Suarez goes tonight for the Phillies. And since July 16th, He's made six starts, 35-plus innings, a 1.02 ERA. The whip is sub-1, and the FIP is 2.39. If you go and look at the leaderboard, like on fan graphs, since that date, July 16th, no joke, folks, he is legitimately one of the best pitchers in baseball, and I have to point this out again, it's the second consecutive year he's been like this post-All-Star break. And Thor was
6: damn good last night. Right. They didn't get any run support in his last game. I swore it was, was great. In this matchup. But now, because it's late August and all these teams in the playoff race, you see, I mean, look at the numbers again today. They were a big favorite yesterday and took money. They open a 215 favorite today. The Braves are 270 on the road. The Mariners are 270 at home. The Astros are 360 at home against the Twins. I think it's ready to say bye-bye to the Twins. That's wild. Lose three out of five. Yo, oh, but they're in the playoff mix. The Astros are 360. It's Verlander. Yeah, it is. But still, right? So some and the Giants are 220 on the road. Shows you where the Tigers are at. So I would expect this day in day out here. Now that we enter the stretch run with some of these big prices, but uh, I don't. I don't want the Reds. No, nope. I would take. No, uh, I I'd I'd take the Phillies again. Can't get there either today. And uh, even money on the run line.
7: By the way, do you want to do anything with this Dodgers game? They're dollar forty five ish in that neighborhood. I like the Dodgers again.
6: You like them again? Yes, I'm, okay. I think they'll get the burns right. And, and Gosselin's okay. been so good, and he
7: shut them down the first time, right? Got uh, this number on Rodon tonight. Too big? Yeah. They'd be, uh, He's laying north of $2 is why I'm asking. I, you want the Tigers and Hutchinson? I don't. No, but I, they, I definitely the Giants don't. Have
6: been, I thought the Giants were ready to get on a run, and then they lost two in a row to Arizona, That's went right. to Colorado, and went sideways. So I am intrigued by the San Diego-Cleveland series. So It's only a two-game set. But Clevenger's going against his former team. It's big because you're supposed to pick up ground here. While the Brewers are playing the uh, Dodgers, although right. they got off to a bad start with that one, but uh, several books have reposted now the yes/no playoffs. Cleveland is now a dollar eighty-five. Yes, are we ready to give up on the White Sox? That's another bad loss. You have Cease going today against the Orioles. They How about re- that? They reposted Baltimore. They're now six to one, but that's a, was, that's a little too low. We're starting to see separation now. You got Tampa and Toronto. And then Seattle would be your third wild card. And Seattle has a two-and-a-half game lead over Baltimore, right. three over Minnesota, and four against the White Sox. Yeah,
7: I can't get there. I, again, I, I've said this over and over and over again. I can't get there with the current price on Baltimore. If that would happen to balloon up and it would take like a loss tonight and That's everybody else enough. to win, yeah. I would need probably in the 15-to-1 range, to be 12
6: honest. 12-to-1 last week.
7: Yeah, I, but I, I, right. need, I need north of 12-to-1 because, yep. again, the schedule is so difficult and now they're kind of up against it. The Brewers are minus 155 to make it. So who's going to be the odd yeah, team that, that's,
6: out there? Sure, uh, you're you yeah the odds are out of whack, right? Because someone has to miss. Somebody has to miss because the Cardinals are now a almost yeah the Do- Cardinals are a six fifty favorite to win the division. The Brewers are a to make the playoffs. Yep. The Padres are a big favorite. You can get three to one on the no. And uh, the Phillies are a three dollar favorite. Yes, they are. Someone's going home. I think it's going to be the Padres. But you're right, Milwaukee. They all can't be that laying that price. Someone's going home.
7: That's yeah. like just the, the math. There's not enough teams No, here. Right, right. Not enough spots for all these teams to get in. Mm-hmm. So one of those yes prices is going to pop when they miss the playoffs. Who do you think it's going to be? Philly's schedule is so easy. And we don't
6: get a, we're not going to spend enough time on the Braves. Remember, they were 24 and 27. Look at the record now. They've won 9 of 11. They have this long winning streak on the road. And and an incredible turnaround. I, I, love thought the were, I thought they were. I thought they would. And it's still seeing are, are the Mets too high at eight dollars?
7: I know the Mets schedule's a joke in September, but uh, uh, to, I, to be eight dollars with only a three-game lead. Yeah. To answer your question on that, I already have the Braves on several bets at around plus three fifty in that neighborhood because they were ten and a half back, and I right. don't really feel like adding any more. Okay. Yeah. At this point, yeah. you're, but if you're asking the question, if I don't have any on the Braves right now, would I? Uh, it's a per- totally personal decision if you wanted to add it or not. Honestly, I, I can't recommend it one way or the other. Mm. So, but right. and, uh, and, oh, that's, sorry. That's, that's to your point earlier. The the National League playoffs are going to be so good. Right. That team, because because the Mets have had such a great year. But the Braves, the Cardinals, not even talking about the Mets or the Dodgers. What's going to happen below those two teams? Braves are going to win 95 games probably in probably, a wild yeah.
6: card. Yeah. Game one of the doubleheaders up one day game, doubleheader. Cardinals are a dollar eighty. Uh, Wainwright's supposed to go, and the Cubs have called up a guy making his MLB debut. Uh-huh. So that could go you know, either sideways in a hurry, or he's out of there, or he throws a gym without being familiar with him. But that's uh, game one. And I have Sampson going for the Cubbies against that, Woodford that is in game correct. Two. Yep, and I don't that see as well. a line on that game. Okay. Yep.
7: Okay, so there you go. On uh, today's Major League Baseball card. Up next, can film analysis help with betting season-long player props We will ask one NFL film junkie coming up here and follow the money. It's v the Sports Betting Network.
6: It's game time, baby. And you're just lying there? Watching on the couch? Uh Uh-uh. That's not
0: going to cut it.
6: You need to get in the game with Best
2: River Sportsbook. There you go. Now you're live in the action. Live in-game bets. Live player props. And live player props. And live player props.
0: And live player props. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run. Every hit. Every inning. Every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
1: It's brand new season two.
4: And I look forward to getting on the air. I look forward to it. In these exciting
3: times, we're looking to the math, the strategy and analytics, and the magic, the creative spark more than ever. Listen to Math & Magic on our very own iHeartRadio app,
5: Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss.